Duncan McLean is the Doctor of Movies. I'm Duncan McLean and this is episode 17 of the Doctor of Movies podcast. It's not often that a film comes along that you can really say is important. A film that speaks a message at a time we need to hear it. Ava DuVernay Selma is such a film. In their opening monologue at this year's Golden Globe Awards, hosts Tina Fey and Amy Poehler introduce Selma with a pointed joke. But the movie Selma is about the American civil rights movement that totally worked and now everything's fine. It was a good line, it got a big laugh, but it also perfectly captures why, in 2015, it is hard not to experience Ava DuVernay's powerful, inspiring and triumphant film without just a tinge of sadness. That sadness coming from the knowledge that half a century on from the Selma March, in a world of Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown and Ferguson, we still have so far to go. It may be hard to believe, but Selma is the first time that we've seen a theatrically released studio film with Martin Luther King Jr. as its protagonist. But Selma is not a biopic as such. Great films will often focus on a specific story in order to illuminate a greater one. As such, DuVernay does not attempt to tell the entirety of Dr. King's story. We don't see the Montgomery bus boycott, the Birmingham campaign, or the I Have a Dream speech. Instead, the film focuses in on the 1965 campaign by King and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference to protest the disenfranchisement of black voters in Alabama. Selma was a town with 50% African American population, but less than 2% of them were registered to vote. While blacks were legally entitled to vote, there were systematic barriers put in place to prevent them from exercising that right. The campaign would culminate in a five-day march from Selma to the state capital, Montgomery. It is one story that is reflective of the whole. The courts don't want us to march, but we must march. We must make a massive demonstration of our moral certainty. Selma is not interested in deifying King. DuVernay treats him like a man. The film's opening scene is a tender moment between King and his wife Coretta before he receives the 1964 Nobel Peace Prize. We watch him going over his speech and struggling with his tie, and it humanises him. As the film progresses, we see the pressure and self-doubt that a man in his position inevitably felt. Similarly, the film does not sugarcoat his story. While not making it a major plot point, Selma touches on King's infidelity. British actor David Ayelowo delivers an outstanding performance as the civil rights leader, both in the quiet, introspective moments and when King is in his element, in the public eye and in the pulpit. Ayelowo successfully captures King's oratory style and cadence, and these orations retain their power, despite the fact that DuVernay had to rewrite them due to the prohibitively expensive costs associated with using the actual texts which the King family retained copyright on. It is unacceptable that they use their power to keep us voiceless. Those that have gone before us say no more. As well as capturing the essence of the man, Selma succeeds in communicating the logic and effectiveness of his methods. The film is a powerful reminder to the present day of the importance of non-violence. 
It shows us the power of non-violence in the face of aggression and reminds us of the futility of using violence to try and overcome persecution and injustice. It also gives us insight into the strategic mind of King, particularly his manipulation of the media. Part of the attractiveness of bringing the SCLC to Selma was its potential for theatrics and, in turn, media coverage. You march those people into rural Alabama, unprotected, it's going to be open season. Then propose new legislation, sir. I can't do that this year. I won't. I told you. Summer it is. King knew you have to position yourself to be heard. He tells his people the only way to get the president's attention is to be on the front page of every newspaper and on every nightly news bulletin, and to do that requires drama. When the first attempt at the march ended in a confrontation with Selma police on Edmund Peters Bridge, the video footage of what came to be known as Bloody Sunday, showing white police beating unarmed and non-retaliatory black men and women, young and old, was beamed into households across the country and played a major role in garnering widespread support for the movement. Duvernay also demythologizes the civil rights movement. Selma shows them to be a highly dedicated but divided and combustible collection of people who share similar goals but believe in different approaches. Upon their arrival in Selma, King and his SCLC companions are confronted by members of SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. These young men believe in a less confrontational approach than the SCLC and have been working at a grassroots level for change in Selma for some time. Likewise, we see Malcolm X, who appears as a peripheral character in one very interesting scene, but represents a more militant approach. Selma is on a much larger, more epic scale than any of DuVernay's previous films. Yet while handling this larger canvas with seeming ease, she manages to retain the intimacy of a smaller film. She brings a humanity and honesty to her characters and an immediacy to the events which prevents the film from feeling like a history lesson. Being a black woman, DuVernay also brings a different gaze and perspective to the film as its director. As such, Selma brings us different characters. Not only do we have black characters with real agency, we have active female characters and and active elderly characters, three groups that are usually lacking in agency and control of their own destiny in mainstream cinema. Give us the vote! We're not asking, we're demanding. Give us the vote! Much has been made of the supposed snubbing of this film by the Academy, with it only receiving two nominations, one for Best Picture and one for Best Song for Common and John Legend's Glory. A number of high-profile voices have expressed their disappointment. No doubt Ayelowo and Duvernay did great jobs and would be deserving of nominations, but you know what, so did everyone else in those categories. In a Yellowo's case in particular, Best Actor is a really deep field this year. But regardless, the ultimate importance of this film and the reason that it will endure as a document will have little to do with awards and statues. Selma is much more than that. Four and a half stars. Selma is a Studio Canal release and is rated M for violence and coarse language. The Academy Awards are only a day or two away, and at doctorofmovies.com you'll find a couple of Oscar pieces, one breaking down the contenders for Best Picture, looking at their pros and cons, and the other getting to the bottom of the Academy voting process, how nominees are selected, how winners are chosen. So jump on there and have a look. 
Please subscribe and rate and review the podcast if you're enjoying it, and you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Doctor of Movies. <laughs>